Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. I am so happy you decided to join me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins, and I hope you enjoy our time together today. As always, I want to thank you for dropping in because I know we are all busy. We all have a long list of to-dos, so I thank you for being with me today. My goal and my intent for this space is to create a place where women feel empowered to live out their God-given destinies and also to establish a dialogue that is interesting and culturally relevant to our lives today. So if you are new here, welcome. I hope you will come back for more. Now, as many of you know, we have been on quite the journey in previous episodes going through Dr. Henry Cloud's book called Necessary Endings. Today, we will wrap up our series and hopefully walk away better equipped to deal with the transitions that endings bring into our lives. This will be a shorter podcast, but I think you will get a lot out of it. Now, we keep saying with each episode that endings are definitely challenging, and I would even say hard. The tagline on the book cover reads, the employees, businesses, and relationships that all of us have to give up in order to move forward. Did you get that? It said all of us. In the Greek and the Hebrew, the word all really does just mean all. So in the book, Dr. Cloud uses a term that I've been thinking a lot about recently. The term is sustainability. Tim and I have been talking with some trusted leaders in the ministry arena, um, and, and over and over again, as we've been talking about systems and better ways to lead and, and just be better, I keep hearing this word sustainability. And honestly, I've never really thought much about that. I mean, do you ever just feel like your life kind of has a life all its own? You know, the days, the months, the years, they kind of dictate their own calendars. The the events kind of come and go. Our schedules just kind of flow with all of that. Do you ever stop and think about that? You know, you don't really think about change much because you're just in it. You're just doing the thing every day. Well, that's kind of how I have been, especially in the area of ministry, So when these questions kept being posed to me, is this activity or event or ministry sustainable, I had to step back and really think about that. I mean, in some of the cases, yes, it absolutely was or is. But I have to admit, in some other cases, no, actually. And as I've prayed about it and sought the Lord's heart uh, about it, He has ever so kindly been showing me and putting his finger on some things that need to change. There are some necessary endings that need to take place. And that may be true in your life too. Some things must end so we can have a beautiful new beginning. Now Webster defines this word sustainable as a method of harvesting or using a resource so that the resource is not depleted or permanently damaged. Whoa. I mean, I would have thought 
something being sustainable meant I could keep it going, right? But Webster's is talking about the depletion or even damaging of the resource itself. Yikes. I mean, that means that we really can't keep it going. This means that you're not just tired, but that your resource is actually depleted. Now, Dr. Cloud says it shockingly. He says, you or your resource is being cannibalized. That's the word he used, cannibalized. Like, that's something. So I'm going to read a little portion to you out of the book today. It's just a, a little bit. Here's what he means by you or your resources being cannibalized. <clears throat> he gives some instances, eight. I'm going to read them to you. The first one is possibly a CEO or a boss drives his people towards a strategy that stretches them past their abilities to keep going so they get depleted or they lose heart. Another instance may be a business owner pushes herself day and night to get a startup going, and, but she begins to physically get sick more and more. Number three, a CEO or a manager allows a toxic employee to make the entire culture negative for other people to the point where the entire staff becomes demotivated as time goes on. Here's another example. A spouse may try over and over to be accepting and forgiving of an angry or disrespectful mate and begins to lose heart for that person, the relationship, and even for love itself. Here's another one. Number five, a business initiative that has a great start, but the costs are greater than planned and the cash burn grows faster and hotter. Number six, a business keeps hoping for a profit and takes on more and more debt, always thinking that the turnaround is coming, even as the debt grows. Number seven, in between jobs or with a reduced income, an individual or a family continues to live at the same standard of living that they had when the income was flush. Anybody been there? Number eight, he says, a person who finds himself totally miscast in a job, a career, or a position that has nothing at all to do with his strengths, talents, or passions. See, when you think about these types of situations, you see why necessary endings are necessary. They're even vital and urgent in some cases. Why? Because the resource, either financial or human, gets spent. They're done. Have you ever felt done? I have. Some people call it burnout. But what it actually means is that what you were doing was not sustainable. This brings us to a pathway of an ending. What I'm talking about is not a season of sacrifice, not a season where you've got to really work hard to get through to the other side. All of us have those. Everybody has that. And everybody needs to do that sometimes, right? They're just seasons that we have to do that. And that's necessary. No, no. What I'm talking about here is a passive and negative state that you find yourself in over time. A state that has no benefits and nothing but diminishing returns. That is not sustainable. When you see these types of situations arise, be alarmed. Listen to the little ding, ding, ding that the Holy Spirit is giving to you. It should be a clarion call to step back, reorganize, and get the help needed. Make a change and bring about some kind of ending. 
So how do you know where you are on the timeline of sustainability? Well, I want you to ask yourself this. Am I in the first, second, or third trimester of running out of getting totally depleted? Now, you know what I'm talking about, a trimester. If you're, if you're a pregnant woman, if you've ever been pregnant, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly how you feel in the first trimester, right? A little queasy, a little off, you know, a little tired, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Second trimester, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm you know, I'm getting a little more uncomfortable, but it's, it's totally doable. Third trimester, you're like, I don't care if you have to chop my head off and pull this baby out of my neck. I'm done being pregnant. I don't want to feel like this anymore, right? So ask yourself, where are you? Are you in the first, second, or third trimester of running out, of becoming a totally depleted resource? See, that can be a guide to knowing exactly just how urgent this has to be. And then I want you to get moving because everything depends on it. So as we near the end of this shorter episode today, I'm going to leave you with this thought. It's all about the future. It really is. It's all about the future. When we stop and think about why we would why would we ever choose to go through all this change, transition, and e- even the endings? It's always about the future, right? I mean, as I look back thinking about um, things in my life, I can see this is true. I am where I am today because of the changes, the transitions, the endings that I have walked through in the past. I can think back through my years of work even. Now, I've never been a corporate person and never even been really drawn into that type of work at all, but I have had jobs. I can see where each position and each job eventually led to an ending that I'm not doing any of them any longer. So clearly, they all ended somewhere. Each of them played a role in where I was going and who I was becoming, and the same is true for you. See, the before has to end so that we can be led to the next thing. Now, we can't possibly plan all of the next steps, right? That's impossible. But we can see patterns emerge over our lives. Every time something has ended, that ending has led to the next thing that was what I have needed or what I was looking for. Only God can orchestrate all of that kind of thing in our lives. But you and I play a role. We absolutely have a part to play. We must step into the endings in order for a beautiful new beginning to come forth. It always takes some kind of ending of one thing to get us to the next thing. And then out of that next step, a new level is born in our lives. Each time we choose to take the step, that means we found the courage, the trust, and the faith to end what needed to end in order for the next thing to happen. So I want to end with another small portion of the book I want to read to you because I could not have said it better myself. In this portion, Dr. Cloud gives us a formula of sorts. So here's what he says. I am proud that each time... I needed to take the step. I did have the courage, the trust, and the faith to end what I needed to end in order for the next thing to happen. As I am talking to my son about success, that is the picture that is coming together for me. I'm telling him, son, let me give you the formula. First, 
You have to do the very, very best you can with each step along the way. Wherever you find yourself, be the very best you can be and make the very best out of whatever that is. Make it work the very best that it can work doing whatever is in your power. Second, when it is time to have the courage to take the next step, you have to do that and not be afraid. Now, I'm not talking about being risky or making stupid moves. I'm talking about not being afraid to take bold steps when it is obviously time. This takes courage and faith, but you have to do it when it is time. And then third, return to the first thing I said. Pour yourself into where you find yourself and make it all that it can be. And if that is a wrong step, it will not even matter because you will have performed well. You will have learned some things in the process and people will notice your performance and value it. That is why you won't have to worry about tomorrow because you will have done so well yourself. Even if it is a bad deal or outcome, people will know from watching you and you will be ready for what is next. Isn't that incredible? I love that so much. And it's so true. I mean, those things that he is writing about telling his son, that is very true. We would tell that to our kids. So just remember that as an ending may be coming to you just up ahead, that most things of value in our lives have come to us from us being willing to end something else in order for us to go on to the next step. Your next step will always depend on two ingredients. How well you maximize where you currently are, and then the second, how ready you are to do what is necessary to get to the next place. Whew, okay. Well, with that, it's necessary to end this podcast and this series. We have arrived, and I hope you've enjoyed going through Dr. Cloud's book together. I have found it very helpful, very encouraging, and definitely challenging. So, okay, I want to pray for you today before we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for these beautiful ones. Thank you for their faithful hearts to learn, to grow, to stretch themselves. God, we are asking for you to meet all of us in this place. We want you, Lord, to show us by the power of the Holy Spirit if there's a necessary ending up ahead and then show us how to navigate it, how to walk it by your grace and your mercy. We thank you that you always lead us up. You always take us from glory to glory to glory, always getting better with you. Thank you that you are the way to true life. We love you and we belong to you, Jesus. We pray it all in your name. Amen. All right. I'm going to leave you today with my tip of the day, and that is to listen to your Bible. Now, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? But if you were at church this past Sunday, you would have heard Tim's message about how to read the Bible right? It was great. It was awesome. And so it highlighted the importance of the Word of God in our lives. But what do I mean by listen to your Bible? I do this almost every day. Um, You know, recently I was sitting in a group of people in a freedom group actually at church, and we were talking about how we could create more time in our days to get the Word of God into our lives. And, you know, we're we're all busy. You know, you ask everybody, anybody you see, any day of the week, how are you? I'm busy. And we wear 
wear it like this big badge of honor, but very few of us are sitting around for long bouts of time with huge you know, uh, spaces and capacity of time to just sit and read our Bibles. So listening to your Bible is another way to get the Word of God in. So here's what I want you to do. If you have an iPhone, you can download um, the YouVersion Bible app. It's a great app. And in almost any version you read your Bible, you can click on the top right-hand side of that app. When you open it up, say go to Psalms 1, open it up, and you can click on a little, it looks like a speaker, looks like a little, uh, or a microphone. You can click that on and someone will begin to read that passage of scripture to you. You can even change the voice that's reading it to you. Now, I have done this before bed at night and just put on the Bible and just put on Psalms, the book of Psalms, and just listen to a few chapters out of the Bible. I put it on when I'm putting on my makeup sometimes. I think, you know, because many times I listen to worship music but other times I put on the Bible and I think I need to get the word, the inspired word of God, right, into my life. And so do you. And so I just want to listen to it sometimes because I can listen as I go. I can listen as I'm driving, as I'm getting ready, as I'm doing other things. I can listen and take in the word of God. And you can too. And so I just want to leave that with you today. Go listen to your Bible today and get more of the Word of God in. That's kind of a little life hack. That's, that's one way that technology can work for its best in our lives, right? And I love that so much. Okay, that's all I have for you today. Now, I hope you heard something that you can take and put into practice in your everyday world. I want you to go and make your life awesome.